Hi everyone, welcome to Adventures in Autism. We're on episode 11. All right, um, so today I have a wonderful episode. I have a awesome autism mama named Jamie on. Uh, Jamie and I connected a few weeks back now. I feel like we're like old friends at this point, um, but she is phenomenal. She has such a, just a warm spirit and positivity that I really connected with. Um, and you'll hear us kind of chatting about that in our conversation. Um, but I just want to say thank you so much for coming back to listen and for all the love that the show is getting, uh, just every, every week, every day I'm hearing from, from more and more of you and I just could not be more thankful. Um, so I hope you enjoy listening to my conversation with Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hi. We finally got it. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) We're having full difficulties. Okay. Well, welcome to Adventures in Autism. Thank you. Thank you so much for being here. So this is so funny. Okay. So Jamie and I connected on social media. She had messaged me and I had no idea, but we actually have like so many things in common (laughs) (laughs) and just like people in common. Um, I had shared, I had shared the podcast with Logan's um, preschool teacher from a couple years ago, who was now her son's preschool teacher. And she was the one that told Jamie about it, but then come to find, we actually have like therapists in common and so many things so we will we will get into all that um but I want to hear from you so I know we were kind of chatting a little bit before but if you will kind of take us back to the beginning of your story um and we'll just kind of go from there but yeah how did things how did things start out for you guys yeah so um Blake has had quite an interesting story so um he is three and a half now but Um, About four years ago, when I had my first 20-week ultrasound, um, the doctors were doing the ultrasound for a really long time, um, and he had some medical things that came up. So they only found one kidney, and they found that he had either a tethered spinal cord or spinal bifida occulta. And so, of course, my husband and I had no idea what either of those things were. Um, And so we did what everyone shouldn't do, and we got on the internet and cried and freaked out. Um, and then I continued to have a pretty normal pregnancy. And then I went in for my 36 week appointment and they told me that, um, I was four centimeters and fully effaced and that the baby was coming surprise. We had no idea that I was in labor. Um, so I ended up having my water break like two hours later, we got to the hospital and I had Blake a few hours after that. So that was kind of the first of many surprises with Blake, such a whirlwind. Yes. So, um, and then Blake actually ended up having um, five corrective surgeries within 18 months. So, until when he was about two, he had a bunch of surgeries um, and everything was correctable. He had to have like the tethered spinal cord surgery um, and he had to have um, an extra toe that he was born with amputated and tubes put in and a few exploratory surgeries. So, we thought, okay, finally, like, his surgeries are done. He's talking like things are going to be good. And then he graduated early intervention at 18 months for um, walking. He was a late walker because of the, he had a foot surgery and he had a spine surgery. So he was on medical rest for a while. Um, And then all of a sudden, like a few months later, we kind of just felt like something's not right. And so we had the early intervention team come back and they did a bunch of 
like test with Blake where they would press like a button and a siren would go off and like Blake didn't turn around he wasn't looking for the siren and so we're like he's not responding to his name he's not responding to noises like something is going on and so they were like don't worry it's not autism I mean five of them looked at me and said it's not autism it's he probably has a hearing problem so we're like okay so we made an appointment at the ENT they did the hearing test and he failed it I guess he was only hearing in one ear he had regressed with his speech and was babbling a lot like a baby again um, but also saying words and so we were kind of like what's going on and so I knew he wasn't deaf because when I put on Mickey Mouse Clubhouse <laughs> the little <laughs> two-year-old boy comes almost two-year-old boy comes running in the room from any room in the house like we knew the kid could hear so um, we were so happy we were probably like the happiest people to hear that he needed tubes thinking this is gonna fix our <laughs> problems put these little tubes in his ears five minute surgery and our kid's gonna be back to talking again and so we put the tubes in and it was like more babbling, more jargon, a little more responsive, but not a huge difference. And so we got his hearing rechecked and he was hearing. So then we were kind of like, what is this? And we kind of didn't know. And at that point, he um, was about two and two months. Um, and so we just started trying to figure it out. Well, lo and behold, because Blake has one kidney, we have to follow a urology team. And we drive downtown for the spinal bifida clinic because the Uh, tethered cord is part of that and we see like five different doctors and he has like four or five tests done every year and so we were trying to find a urologist that was closer and we ended up finding um, a wonderful urologist at cdh Mm -hmm. and blake is a hand flapper and so when we walked in for the appointment blake was kind of melting down because it was during his nap time and he was only two and um you know he didn't know where we were he had never been there before and so he was hand flapping and the doctor walked in and he was about 75 years old and looked at me and goes, is he on the spectrum? And I was like, no, why would you say that to me? And he's like, okay, well, he's flapping. And we didn't really know a lot about even what flapping was at that point. So Mm -hmm. I was kind of upset. We went home. I kind of said to my mom, like, why did he say that to me? Everyone keeps telling me he's not autistic. What is going on? And so I ended up finding, we got on the list for Lori's and um, it was 18 months to get a medical diagnosis. And I said, we're not going to get a diagnosis until he's four and a half. Like he was was about to turn three. He was aging out of early intervention. I ended up finding someone locally, um, like one town over, and she met with me for two hours and did not think he was autistic from talking to me, thought maybe he had sensory processing disorder. Then he went, then Blake had just started school um, and he she went to the school and was like, Blake doesn't make eye contact. He doesn't respond to his name. He flaps a lot. Yeah. He's definitely severely autistic. And I was like shocked that she said that because he makes eye contact with me at home and with my husband and my mother and, you know, looks at all of us. And, you know, I didn't know what he did at school because he had only been at school for about seven or eight weeks at that point, not even. And so then she came to our house and she said, oh yeah, he's really different at home. He's responding to you. He's smiling. He's laughing. He's happy. You know, he's trying to communicate even though his language isn't there. Um, And so she said, you know, once he gets more language going, you know, this diagnosis could change. It's not going to go away most likely, but it could change, you know, the severity of it. So we put him in speech at school and we put him in private speech and, Um, You know, we kind of threw him into everything. We started ABA therapy this summer and 
basically just put him in to everything we could because while all that was going on, we had had another little baby who's now 13 months. So, you know, we, our lives just got busier. So, um, so that's kind of where we're at now. You know, he started ABA therapy this summer. He does private speech. He does private OT. He started swimming lessons, which he like loves. That's his one extracurricular fun thing. That's not a therapy. Um, but it's really good for him to get that input. Um, and he's back at school again, um, and he's doing really well. But, you know, it's been a rough road, an expensive road, and, you know, we're, we're trying to navigate it and figure it out the best we can. I mean, right from the, the jump, you guys have had a lot going on, even, like, pregnancy. And then, like yeah. you said, then you, then he's here, and you've got all these other little hurdles and surgeries and things that, like you said, were fixable, but... Um, you you guys definitely you've dealt with quite a bit yes <laughs> oh my goodness um okay I, I just want to backtrack a little so it's so interesting because I feel like that doctor saying to you um oh is he on the spectrum like that reminds me of how Logan had uh, his the speech therapist at the first school he went to and it was like it caught me off guard so badly because just like you, nobody had really said autism. And and I was in the back of my mind, always thinking that that was a possibility. And I had asked some of his therapists and teachers and well, at that point he was just in therapy because it was really like right after he started school that, um, that, that, that speech therapist had said that, but it was like, I kept asking people like, do you, do you think it might be autism? And they were like, no, no, no. Um, just kind of like how you're saying, yeah. but did you, were you thinking that it could be autism or were you still like, no, everything's fine. And just like taking their word for it. I thought he had sensory processing, processing disorder. So I joined okay. a Facebook group for that and bought a book on that. And I'm reading the book and I'm like, this is my son. He flaps and he like does things repetitively, not like in an OCD way, but just like tap, like, um, like just repetitively doing things he likes to chew on everything we had to buy him like a jewelry necklace and oh yes you know a chewy is is always on logan yes (laughs) yes and so literally like i thought he had sensory processing disorder i really did not know much about autism i didn't really know people um that had autism i don't think i i couldn't pick out somebody i went to school and i graduated with over 800 kids and i couldn't be like oh yeah, that, that person had autism. Like I just didn't know a lot about it. So I think had I known more about it at that time, I probably would have, you know, thought of that. I mean, I was, I was pissed when he said it. I went and called 1-800-KID-DOCS and tried to find a different doctor. And not Mm because I didn't like him as a doctor, but just, I just thought he was wrong. And I just, I don't know, I got like offended. And so we went back literally probably, within a month or less of Blake's diagnosis. And he said, how's Blake? How's everything going? And I said, well, we got an autism diagnosis recently. And he said, okay. And he was, I thought he was going to rub it in my face. Like I told you, and he was super nice about it. And he said, you know, my son has autism and he's nonverbal and that's how I knew. And I immediately felt so much empathy for this man and felt like a horrible person that I was so annoyed with him and mad at him because he was just trying to help me and thought he was telling me something I already knew. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it immediately 
like brings you together with people in ways that you wouldn't have imagined. And we still see him and we really like him. And now I feel like he gets us even more and they were super accommodating and, you know, really, really nice staff. And so, you know, sometimes it's like somebody just needs to say it out loud because, yeah, you know, you're just, and it is going to hit you like a ton of bricks, but then it's like, once you get the diagnosis, like, I mean, I got the diagnosis and I cried for two days. That's how like I dealt with it. Yeah. My husband started researching and like looked up everything he could and what we could do and, you know, where we can go and who we can call. And he started looking for resources. I just wasn't ready day one to do that. So, you know, we just, we deal with things really differently. And I think that's why our marriage is so good because we're not the same person, you know, so (laughs) he holds me while I cry and then he goes downstairs and researches everything. So, Mm -hmm. you know, it's, it's really nice to kind of have that balance, but once you kind of get past it and you, you say it out loud to somebody else, you know, you say Blake had an autism diagnosis through tears, then it's, I feel like every time you say it after it gets easier because like, two months ago, if we were having this conversation, I would be hysterical crying. I wouldn't even be like getting these words out right now, but like, really, even that yeah. recently. Yes. Well, he oh, had diagnosed in May. So, oh, so it was, yeah. a, this is a pretty recent diagnosis. Yeah. Yeah. He got his okay. diagnosis, um, May of this year. So, I mean, just where are we in October? So like yeah. a few months ago, five months ago. So yeah, I would say probably the first few months I literally texted my neighbor and best friend and said, did your son do ABA therapy? And she immediately called me. She was driving and she said, what? Yes. Why are you asking? And she knew I got my diagnosis. I just cried to her. And then I cried to her the next day. And, you know, but now it's like, there's so many moms that I found through this that are local that we do play dates and they kind of tell me, especially like if their kids are older and it's so encouraging because all of these kids are doing so well And so I just see so much future for him and I see so much positivity and, you know, I'm so happy that life has somehow brought these people to me because I feel like it is really hard to go through it alone. You know, if you don't know anyone that's going through what you're going through, it's tough, you know, and if your kid is melting down, it's nice to have another mom that's like, oh my gosh, we had a day like that yesterday too, you know, and just Mm -hmm. knowing that tomorrow is going to be a better day and, you know, things are going to get better, but um, yeah, it, it, the support system I feel like is really, really good. And the school district is really, really good. We've been really happy with all his therapists. I feel like they're our family cause they're at our house all the time. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I work full time and my husband works full time, but we both work full time from home. So it's really nice because, you know, we have a nanny for our, our younger one. Um, but Blake can do the therapy and I can meet with the therapist if I need to, and, you know, talk to them and I'm not totally out of you know, what's going on during therapy so that we can kind of mimic that when they're not here. So, um, you know, so it's been really, really good. And, you know, I wouldn't be able to do this if I worked in the city full time or something where I couldn't be home because Mm -hmm. you have to be home with ABA therapist. Somebody has to be in the house. So we're just really, really blessed. And we have my parents in our neighborhood right down the street. So that's awesome. They're with Blake half the time. And then we have a nanny half the time. So it's, we got really, really lucky. Everything kind of fell into place, but I know that's not the case for everyone. Yeah, I think that that support piece is probably the hardest thing to come by. Yeah. <laughs> and and finding the right support because it's like you, you know, having having friends like I have tons of mom friends and there's times when, you know, in the conversation, I 
I'm not a quiet person, but I kind of get quiet because, you know, I'm listening to them talk about like, oh, you know, my son's doing like football and baseball and such and such. And you, you just like, you kind of die inside a little bit because it's like, you know, I, I, I would love to do those things. And not that those things aren't a possibility for us, but it's just like, it looks different. It looks completely different. And so when you have, when you have moms that understand, you know, the things that you're dealing with, because again, they're, they're just very different. Yes. That is like worth its weight in gold. Oh yeah, absolutely. And when you see a child with a similar diagnosis that's doing well, that you know, that, you know, it, I feel like it, not that these kids are the same at all. Every child is different and the spectrum is huge, but it's at least encouraging because I don't have a crystal ball. I don't know what the future is going to look like. You know, when, when I had Blake, I was like dancing with him as a baby thinking, oh my gosh, at your wedding, I'm going to dance with you to this song. And what's your wife going to be like? And what kind of job are you going to have? What are you going to do? Are you going to do something like I do? Are you going to do something like your dad does? Are you going to be a doctor? And then kind of this happens and he can still do all those things, but I just don't know what they look like. You know, I don't know if he'll get married. I hope he does, you know? Yeah. I don't know if he's going to go to college. I don't know, you know, what kind of job he'll have. Who knows? Maybe he'll be valedictorian. I mean, yeah, it's <laughs> a good spelling and, and starting to read. So, you know, you just don't know what the future holds. And I think that's the hardest part. And my girlfriend just gave me the best advice and she's like, don't think about the future. Take everything one day at a time. Don't worry about it. Like you're doing everything that you possibly can do. You've put them in every therapy that they've recommended. So don't stress about it because you're just going to drive yourself crazy. I mean, easier said than done. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that is, that is amazing, amazing advice. And that's the advice that I would give to somebody now. But I remember, you know, when Logan was newly diagnosed, uh, cause again, I mean, yeah, you, you really are just like a few months into the diagnosis like that. And that still is probably the hardest thing for me. I mean, there's definitely, there's different pieces that are difficult, but yeah, when you, like you said, like you, you know, you have a baby and nobody, nobody ever thinks when they have a baby, especially like, you know, a, a perfectly healthy, capable child yep. that they're going to deal with anything like this. Right. So then like when, you know, reality hits and it's like, okay, you know, my child has autism. And like you said, you, you just don't know, like everything could end up working out completely perfectly or it could go a different way. And even if it does go a different way, it's, it is still working out perfectly because it's working out the way that it's supposed to be, but it's still, it's, it's so hard to, to kind of accept that. I remember like that was the, the, the day that my son was diagnosed I remember coming home and my sister had been watching our daughter and just crying to her and, and saying that, like, I'm just like, you know, is, is he ever going to be able to, to have a normal life? Is he right. ever going to live on his own? Is right. he going to be capable of doing those things? And at the time that felt like so, so crushing to yeah. think, oh my gosh, like this is the life that he's going to have. But it's, I mean, A, we, we don't know. We don't know what kind of life he's going to have. And B, I think because I've had time to, to sit with everything and just accept it and understand it. Now I'm like, okay, if, if that's the case, as long as he's happy, I don't care. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's really all it comes down to. And that's another thing with like, you know, moms thinking like, oh, I hope my son is, you know, like the president or 
I'm like, you know what I want my kid to be happy. Yeah. That's a hundred percent all I want. And if that means that, you know, like you said, he he goes to college and he graduates and has a great job. That's amazing. If that means that he lives with me and his dad for the rest of his life and we take care of him and we have fun adventures and are a happy family. I'm going with that too. Yeah. Moms don't want their kids to leave the nest. I know. I seriously think about that all the time because I'm such like a lovey dovey, like come cuddle with me, mom. And I'm like, I think God knew that I just like needed someone (laughs) to take care of for an extended amount of time. Yeah. You know, my neighbor said to me from the beginning, God put him in the right family. Like Mm -hmm. you guys are compassionate and you have the right resources and like God knew exactly what he was doing. And I totally believe that. Like he knew what he was doing. He knew we would love him no matter what we would take care of him, no matter what we would do the best of everything that we could do for him, no matter what. And like that really resonated with me because, you know, I, I have like a lot of girlfriends that say to me, like, you're so strong. I don't know how you deal with all this. Like he had so much medical stuff and surgery and, you know, I don't know how you do it. And they like say that all the time. And I'm like, well, you never know how strong you are until it's the only choice you have. Like, Amy, I really just posted that quote, that exact same thing on the, the Facebook page for the podcast last week. And and I, I said, you you have to go look at the post. Cause I, in my caption, I said the same thing. I'm like, people always say to me, I don't know how you do it. You're so strong. I'm so sorry. And I'm like, you know, you, just as the quote says, you don't know how strong you are until it's the only choice you have. And I meant that as a positive, but I think some people were looking at it and thinking like, oh, this is so hard. Like she's having a hard time. And I was like, wait, no, that's actually not what I mean. <laughs> I know what, what you I mean. mean. <laughs> yeah. What I mean is that like, I have learned the depths of my own strength yes. that I didn't even know was there throughout this journey and I've learned like how strong I am because that was the only choice I had yes I mean what are you gonna do not right take care of them yeah exactly like these are your babies you know like yes no yeah so I I totally I totally and it's like when you're in it like yeah days feel overwhelming but I never feel like whiny or like sad about it like I just want him to have a good life and be happy. And he is happy. I mean, my son is like laughing every single day all the time. Like, you know, sometimes I'm like, what are you laughing at? Like, you just get the case of the giggles. And I'm like, God, I wish I could like bottle up that laughter. Like, I just record it sometimes because I'm like, God, it's so sweet. You know what I mean? Especially the same way. (laughs) Especially at this age, like they don't understand that anything's different or like, you know, we've been going back and forth with the school district because we kept, um, so they wanted Blake to be in a blended class. He was in the self-contained last year and they were pushing for a blended class. And the teacher that I really wanted him with, one was at a school that we couldn't go to, which was this teacher from last year. And the other teacher who I love, who's his teacher now is at a school that's not our home school. So the choice was stay self-contained with her or go to your home school with a teacher that you don't know and isn't specialized with special needs and hasn't been teaching a special needs specific class, a self-contained class. So we really had a hard time making this decision because you want to blend them. Obviously, like that's the end goal. I want Blake to be able to be in a blended class eventually, but I also want him to be with a teacher that understands autism and understands special needs and 
either has a master's in it or has taught it before and that well and that you know he's getting the attention that he needs yes yeah yes and then however the problem was last year there was like five or six little boys in that class this year there are no kids in the class except Blake so Blake does 25 hours of therapy a week he didn't need a private class you know so wait he is in the class by himself himself. yes oh my gosh that's all those kids like your son graduated into kindergarten and uh-huh. kids are four. And so they go in the afternoon in a blended class and Blake is still three. So he couldn't go into the afternoon class. So it was put him at your home school with, you know, I'm sure great teachers, but you know, somebody that we weren't familiar with and that doesn't have a master's in special ed and that has never taught a special ed specific self-contained class. And there was no para up. So I was like, I can't send him with no parrot. He put no. it in his mouth. That's a safety hazard. We went all the way up to the district and talked to the superintendent and had meetings, like three-hour meetings. I mean, it was insane. I had all three of the teachers, his teacher from last year, his teacher for this year, and the other potential teacher if we went to our home school in the meeting. They said they've never done that before. I had an advocate with me. Like, I did everything. And the passion that his teacher, his current teacher has for him and that his past teacher had for him just poured out of them in this meeting. And I said, I have to keep him with one of them. Mm -hmm. I have to, even if he's by himself, he has to be with a teacher that wants him and is fighting for him and loves him. Like I do. I said, because he's spending, you know, almost two and a half hours a day, five days a week with these teachers, you know? So they said, we will blend him as much as you want. So I asked them for the max amount of blended minutes, which is 50% of his time. And so 50% of his time he's with, um, I think there's like eight or 10 kids in the classroom next door. And then he does his speech that gets pushed in. And then he does private OT and private, um, speech, uh, sorry, private OT and private PT at school, like 30 minutes with those teachers. So he's out of the room for that. So he's really not alone one-on-one with the teacher. Okay. Like all day. Mm-hmm. And then it's only like, it's a story half day. Yeah. Yeah. And he doesn't know different because he does so much private therapy that to him, it's normal. Right. I just felt bad. You know, I'm like, Oh my God, his school picture is going to be the only one. (laughs) Like there's like, you know, you like invite the kids in your class, like your birthday or something. And Blake, he can do that with the, with the class next door. Well, and the poor kid has no shortage of friends because all my friends have between two and four kids. So like, okay. Okay. He's got plenty of friends, but you know, you just like think of these things like sad as a mom. Yeah, they just have one little girl in for a few weeks, and then she turned four, so now she goes in the afternoon. I was so excited; he had like a little friend, and she was very verbal. She does; she didn't have autism, and she would talk to him and stuff, and they played <laughs> puzzles together, and it was really sweet. We'd get like little videos of them, but I feel like I did the right thing because his teacher is amazing, and I feel like at this age, that's what they need, you know. I just want to, I want to give a shout out. I know she listens because I, okay. So Miss Hall, we're talking about Miss Hall. We love you, Miss Hall. (laughs) Love you so much. And then last year, and this is, yeah, it's so crazy. The boys were in in the same class together just for a few months because it's like started late in the year. Um, But last year they were with with Mrs. Gravit and I've mentioned them before in the podcast, not by name, Um, but they are just like, I I could cry right now talking with them. They are the most amazing teachers 
I could ever wish for. And I've said it before, like we were spoiled with them because now Logan is in kindergarten. He's at a new school. He's with a new teacher. She's great. But it's like when you have been spoiled by someone who, like you said, honest to God, loves your kid the way that you do. It is so difficult to then hand the reins over to this new person that you are not familiar with. And you just don't know the situation that how, how it's going to be. So yes, you guys I mean, are the best. We love you so much. I think you made the right choice too, because especially if he is getting, you know, black, cause I know they do bring those classes together all the time um, yeah. for, for social. And if he's getting all of his therapy there too. Now, when he turns four, will they push him into afternoon and he'll go to the, the four old class or no? So his birthday's February. So I don't know if they'll do it in the middle of the year. Right. But next year, we have to figure out what to do. Um, and we might be able to fight for him to stay with her in a blended afternoon for consistency mm-hmm. um, versus going to our homeschool. And I'm sure the teachers at our homeschool are wonderful. You know, I've got friends in my neighborhood and their kids have those teachers and they have no problems with them. But those kids don't have autism. So yeah, I just feel like when you have any type of special need, you should be with a teacher that knows really, you know, I'm sure they're all trained to work with special needs, but I feel like when you have a child with it, you want the best. Like if you have cancer, you're not going to go to your primary doctor. You're going to call an oncologist, you know, and you're going to go to Sloan Kettering or Mayo Clinic. You're not going to go to like the cornfields. That's actually a really good way to put it. You're totally right. You know, and that's what I said, you know, you want the best of the best, especially when it's your child, you know? Mm. So honestly, Kira and Anne like have been a godsend to us. One of the other moms in the class last year before I met Kira and before we knew Blake had autism, before we knew Blake was going to be in the class, said she's an angel on earth. And then when she I met her and I was like, that is the perfect way to describe both of them. Like yeah. two angels that were brought to us for a reason that were meant to be in our lives. And mm-hmm. like Blake is thriving. We're in the middle of potty training, which is Super exciting. Oh, gosh. We could have a whole episode. Yes. Body tra- or like many. Yes. Yes. Body training. It is a beast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like, you know, that she's been so patient with that and so helpful. And yeah. So I just feel like we have our dream team. Kind of everything came together. Yeah. We love our ABA. Um, you know, as you, as you know, because we have some of the same therapists. They're so awesome. Yes. So sweet. So loving. Like, the kind of people you want your child to be around for 18 hours a week. And, mm-hmm. you know, we just, we get, just got really lucky. And, you know, Blake has one more year next year before he goes to kindergarten. Cause he's three and a half right now. So, um, you know, hopefully he'll get to stay with the same teacher again next year and, and really thrive and be in a bigger class. But, you know, we had to make a lot of tough decisions and, you know, we didn't know if we were making the right choice. Like, we prayed about it and cried about it and talked to everyone who would listen about it. And, you know, I just, at the end of the day, I told the superintendent, I said, I have to follow my gut. Like I have mommy intuition and I have to follow it. And that is to keep him in class with the teacher that I know is going to do the best for him. And that's what we ended up doing. And so, yeah. and he comes home every day, grinning ear to ear. She sends me pictures of him smiling and laughing at school. Aww. I know he's having fun. I get to go on all the field trips because I'm like, mm-hmm. I get to be room mom, you know, <laughs> like I get to do it all. So it's nice. You know? So yeah. So it's really been, you know, a good peaceful feeling knowing he's happy. Cause like you said, we just want them to be happy and we just mm-hmm. want them to not regress basically. You know, we just want yeah. them to go 
forward. He's talking more. He's doing really good with his picture exchange system that we're doing. Um, they're doing that at school as well. And that's going well. He's able to like request things on his own now, which is awesome. He, like discriminating, you know, between things. So we know he's really understanding what he wants. And, you know, that's just been so nice. And just to hear him talk, he comes off the bus. He's got like the best bus driver and, um, you know, he's just, he's just a happy boy. So that's kind of all we can ask for. Oh, that makes me so happy. Yeah. He's a good boy. It sounds like, yeah, we, we, I mean, obviously, like I said, we have so many people in common, um, but just so many of the things that you're saying, I can just totally relate to. So he, so he is like, would you say he's minimally verbal or what, where is he with, with verbal? He's like emerging language, they call it. Um, So he can say a lot of, you know, requesting words, apple, you know, juice, stuff like Mm -hmm. that. He doesn't say, I want juice. Okay. Um, but he will say, like, the other morning, he got up, and I got him up and put him on the potty and got him dressed, and his door was open, like, a little bit from when I had walked in, and the baby was still sleeping, and he slammed his door, and I said, oh, Blake, that was loud, and he goes, I shut door. I'm oh. like, yes, you did shut the door. You know, so Isn't it amazing? Cool. Yeah. You know, so he does a few, you know, he does a few things that are, like, short sentences. Yeah. Um, he said, I love you a few times. He mostly says, I love or love you. He doesn't usually, Aww. like, all, but it's very, you know, it's very sweet. Yeah. Um, so he's got a few, I would say, you know, two to three word sentences. Um, and then sometimes he'll say, like, um, he's obsessed with the alphabet and the numbers. So he says his alphabet. And then sometimes he'll say, um, now I know ABCs. Next time, won't you sing with me? Oh, that is so cute. So that's like a long, it's a long sentence for him. He's really good at the alphabet. Yeah. He can do it actually um, forwards and backwards. Oh my goodness. Yeah, he can spell a lot of words like forwards and backwards. Like his brother's name is Parker. And he can spell, the other day I took a video and he spelled Parker with these letters. And then he started moving them around again. And I'm like, Blake, what are you spelling? And I go, Oh my gosh, you just spelled Parker backwards. I'm like, I can't even do that. That is amazing. Yeah. So, and the other day he was, we had, um, we got shirts for the boys that say like best brother ever and they're matching shirts. Cause I, of course I have to like do all the matching stuff. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> and I had Parker sitting on his chair on his rocking chair in the room and Blake came in and it was just sitting there and I didn't say anything. And he goes, best, best best and he said oh my like gosh. 30 times he was reading these like touching it and saying best and I said Blake so I turned on my camera of course on my phone and I said mm-hmm. Blake what does that say and he said best best we have no idea how he knew what it said I mean I didn't I didn't say it to him I didn't prompt him in any way that's incredible. and he's just been spelling all these random words he's up to like seven or eight words and he just takes puzzle pieces so um you know we're like oh well then he can only spell words with one letter because it's an alphabet puzzle so the other day he starts spelling parker well there's two r's in parker and there's only one r in a puzzle so he put p-a-r-k-e and then he realized he needed the r so he took it from the middle of the name and put it at the end oh my gosh that's it's amazing easy so i'm like i know it's in there you know oh my gosh jamie i say that exact I say it all the time because he'll do something that amazes me. And I'm like, it's in there. It's in there. We're pulling it out. Like little by little, we're pulling these pieces out. And I mean, again, like it's, it takes more time. It's, it's harder, harder work to get there, but it's like, 
when you when you see them do these things it's like it's it's like christmas like it really is just like, like the best way to describe it yeah yes. you just you can't even believe like how how amazing kids are and yeah. like what what they're capable of with just that little bit of extra help Yes. I mean, I heard your podcast the other day and you were saying Logan got the foam letters and was counting one to 10. Blake loves to count. He counts one to 10 and 10 to one and lines up all the numbers. And it just, I could literally picture, I've never been to your house, but I could picture like Logan, (laughs) because I know Logan sitting at a table doing it. Cause that's that's Blake. He just always wants to learn. Like even today he was doing like pecs requesting and then he did it so many times that they offered him whatever he was doing. And he still went and got the packs like he wanted to work for it. And then they were going to do a stop and start with TV where he had to request to put the show back on. He didn't want to watch the show. He went and sat back down at the table. And his teacher said that like he likes to work. He wants to do it. You know, he likes the table work. So isn't that amazing? I feel like that's something that I had so much guilt about, like putting him in so much therapy in school, especially the beginning. That was something that really scared me about ABA because I knew how time intensive it was. Yes. But then it's like, I see how well he does with it. And cause Logan is the same way. Like he, he loves to work and he works so hard yes. and you, when you see them, you know, thriving and flourishing like that, it's like, okay. I mean, the, I don't need to feel guilty. Like this kid enjoys it. He enjoys it. Yeah. <laughs> and the therapists are so awesome. Like if you find yeah. a therapist that you like, you know, it's amazing. It's like, he thinks they're there to, Park poor Parker comes crawling over every time and just wants to play with them too because they're like showing like how to roll a ball or how to play with a toy. Oh. Poor Parker just wants in on it and they will like involve him. They'll be like Blake, roll to Parker because Parker will throw it right back to him. Like mm-hmm. he, he's all about it. And the other night after they left, I was like recording Parker playing with this big ball. And he threw it over by Blake or like rolled it over. And all of a sudden Blake comes over and picks it up and rolls it back. And I'm like, he did it. He let it. Oh. He did it. Like it just melted my heart. And like yeah. most parents would be like, okay, he rolled a ball. But I'm like, no, but he played with his brother. Like he played with his brother and played with it. And, and whenever I kiss the boys, a lot of times I'll like put my hands on their head and then I'll kiss their head. So they don't like jerk up and hit my head. <laughs> and the other day, Blake went over to Parker and kind of intensively like, put his hands on his head and we, and then put his mouth down. We realized he was kissing his head, like how oh. I kiss their heads. And I'm just like, Oh my God, he loves him so much. Like, it's like heart bursting. Yes. Like oh. he gets it. He loves us. Like he's showing it. Like he, he always um kisses our knees and touches our knees that he's like, cause that's like his, uh, I guess he's taller than that now, but that was like his eye level yeah. so long, you know? Mm-hmm. And so the other day, he was sitting at the table with one of his therapists who I know you know and love and he started touching her knee and we said he's paying you in like love like yeah. he adores you and like <laughs> that's how he's showing you and you know she was trying to get him to match something and he just wanted to like love on her knee and he just like was putting his hands and his lips on her knee to like kiss her oh knee it was, gosh. it was so sweet so but sweet. yes these are these are good little bo- sweet boys so yes, totally I feel like that's something that I, um, I always, I always feel like I need to like preface Logan's autism when I tell someone, you know, that he's autistic. Like just yesterday we, we had, um, our littlest Layla's baptism and we had Logan go into like the classroom, Mm -hmm. uh, where they have like childcare and, uh, he was with his cousins and his sister. So it was like, there was a lot of kids he knew, but teachers don't know him. 
so I was telling them, I'm like, I'm like, just so you know, like he, he has autism, he's nonverbal. And then I'm like, he's, he has, he has no behavioral issues. He's not aggressive. Cause I think a lot of times people hear autism and they immediately think like, oh, this kid's going to start going crazy. And it's like, that's not the case. Like, no, like not might, that at all. Right. There might be some, some kids that are like that, but it's like that, that is probably, I don't even worry about being judged at this point because I'm right. just like, if, if you want to judge me, like take a hike. I just don't. Right. <laughs> But like, if I, I do, I worry that someone is going to like, just like judge too quickly the situation and think like, oh, I want to like keep my distance or I don't know like what he's going to do because it's like, he is really just the sweetest little boy. And it sounds like Blake is too. And so many of these children, it's like, all they want to do is, is, is love and be a, a little boy and have fun and play. And it's like, we just need to continue to put this out in the universe so that everybody can see and know that like these are just kids yes yes and I will say like so many uh, you know obviously like our friends and family all know about it and stuff like that and every single person has been so encouraging they always include Blake in everything he goes to all the birthday parties and sometimes he doesn't always participate in a neurotypical way mm-hmm. but he's always included he's always invited we have lots of play dates he's got lots of little friends all my friends from like high school and college always include him and they're trying to learn more and they ask me a lot of questions and I mean I just I feel so lucky that we have that because a lot of them don't know a lot about autism but they're they're like Blake will always be included it doesn't matter you know if he has a meltdown nobody cares like it's okay you know yeah. so it's so nice to be in a community where that is the case because you know sometimes maybe people maybe it is harder you know but nobody makes us feel like any different which I think is amazing and I think that's a true testament to you know the kinds of people we surround ourselves with because you know, we would, we would be the same way. God forbid if their child had anything, you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter. Like it's a child. And one of my friends said to me the other day, my best friend, actually, she's um, our baby's godmother and her friend. I don't, I don't know if she knows that Blake has autism or not, but she saw the video of him spelling the word bear the other day. And she was like, that's not a phonetic word. Is he a genius? And my friend was like, I mean, I don't know. We don't know, you know, but, <laughs> but she's like, uh, my child cannot spell anything like bear. Like that's not an easy word for a three-year-old to spell. And I'm like, I don't know where he gets it, but he just Daisy and bear and Parker and Blake has never said his name in his life, but he spells it like every single day with his puzzle pieces. So it's like that incredible. It just blows my mind. Like the things that these kids are absorbing because they're not necessarily like, I mean, Parker and Blake, my, mom has an embroidery business and embroiders their name on everything. So I'm not surprised that they you know, know their names, but like, we don't know anybody named Daisy, you know? <laughs> yes. I, don't I know. always think about, and it's, it's not about um, like a parent child relationship, but at the song, um, God bless the broken road, yes. <laughs> the rascal path. Yeah. That song always like, if I hear it, I'll cry. Cause it, yes. it just like, it resonates with me about autism because I feel like, or just having a child in general, but it's like, you, you look at like, you just, you know, the, it's not the straight and narrow path. It's not the path you thought it was going to be. And and that's just like how, how I think, you know, they, they just see the world in a different way. And it's yeah. just like, they navigate things differently. And it's like, yeah, like I said, that, that song always, whenever I hear it, I just think of that because it's like, you, you got there in a different way, but it's like, 
you're you're so thankful to be there yes I always say like to everybody I'm so lucky these boys are mine like I'm so lucky I'm so lucky I never ever feel like oh my gosh this is so much extra work like when he hugs and kisses me and face lights up when I go in his room in the morning like that's all worth it to me you know and he's always played like really nice by himself like I mean I feel like he's an easy kid my friends probably think I'm crazy they probably are <laughs> like no but I mean he's so laid back he's go with the flow really not that much bothers him he likes to go out we do tons of social stuff we go we travel all over we go on tons of vacations with him like no problems with any of that I mean he's fine with strangers he's fine with loud noises like he's just I think he's easy. I say it all the time. I'm like, oh my gosh, Blake is so easy. And I'm sure <laughs> people like think I'm nuts, but, but like, I just, he's a good boy, you know, and he, yeah. he's a happy boy and he's sweet with his brother and his brother just idolizes him. I mean, whatever Blake is doing, Parker is wanting to do the exact same thing. In all my pictures that I post, they're always like sitting, sharing a book or a toy, or they're always right next to each other. Sometimes they're literally touching like they have to be so close oh my gosh that's so so funny and they're like two and a half years apart so you know there is like a little bit of that age gap but they just always want to be together from the moment they wake up till the moment they go to bed it's like it's so sweet so I'm like I'm so lucky like they get along and you know they're sweet and they're happy and you know everything else nobody has a perfect life like everybody has something you know Mm -hmm. like you know what if I have to take this it's, it's not cancer. It's not killing him. It's not anything, you know, we can't work on. I will gladly take this, you know? I, I say that something similar to that all the time, because it's like, when I see people who have, you know, children who are sick and mm-hmm. not, not doing well. And mm-hmm. I remember one time my husband, he, he was, we were in bed, you know, of course we're like on our phones where we go to sleep. Yep. And I was like, are you crying? And he was like, I'm reading this story and this little boy has cancer. And he's like, you know, I, I know that what we deal with is hard, but he's like, I would take this 10 times over yes. before. And it's like, you, you really do like, I mean, you just have to be thankful. Cause it's like our, our children are healthy and they're yeah. happy and they're thriving and yes, they need extra help. But like, I mean, we are, we're so blessed. Yeah. And they, you know, they have a saying, like, if everybody put their problems in a bucket, probably everyone would pull their problems back because there's always so much worse, you know, like we are just lucky that we've got, you know, two healthy boys and, you know, the things that Blake has had challenges with, even the medical stuff since he was a baby, it was fixable. You know, he walks and runs and jumps and plays and, you know, can do all those things and not every child can. And it's like, I'm just grateful that, you know, we can have the therapies and that, you know, we're in a country that has a lot of therapy and, you know, our insurance covers some of it, not all of it, you know, it's expensive. He does about a hundred thousand dollars a year worth of therapy. So, you know, but we're blessed. We both have good jobs and insurance and we can be home and we can have flexibility and we can make it work. So, you know, I just, I just feel very lucky and very blessed and, you know, I'm just completely in love with these two little boys. So oh, I feel like I could talk to you all day. Cause I, I just always want to like, look at the glass half full and I yeah. want to have that positivity. And I feel like you are like on that same wavelength and I love it. <laughs> yes, I am. I try to be super positive. I have a lot yes. of, I try to, 
you know, um, I try to give all my energy to these, these sweet little boys. And I'll tell you a, a quick funny story, but you know, every word, I don't know about you, but like every word Blake says, I try to like write it down and like keep a log yep. of what he's saying. Yep. And so I was on a business trip in May and I have a ton of patience for my boys. I mean, there's almost nothing that they could do that would rattle me, mm-hmm. but our poor dog, he doesn't get all the patience. And so, <laughs> you know, he barks and I yell at him and I'm like, my poor dog is like, he's, I mean, he's so sweet, but I'm always like, quiet, like, you know, and I was on my business trip and my nanny and my husband were at the house. My mom was coming to take Blake to OT and my nanny said, Blake, you need, you need to come down here. And he very politely shouted back down, shut up. <laughs> I said, to my mom, like, this morning, I said, mom, we do not say shut up in our house. I don't even tell the kids be quiet ever. I want to hear them talk, say every, tell me everything, you know, we're working on talking. I said, I don't know where he heard that. I know his teacher doesn't say it at school. I really don't know, you know, where this could have come from. And I was so upset about it. And she said, Jamie, what do you tell your dog when he barks all the time? And you want him to be quiet. And I said, oh my God, I yell at the poor dog. Shut up, Dublin. Shut up. The baby's sleeping. Shut up. And she said, your son might not be talking all the time, but he is always listening. And oh. also that's another word for his list, even though it's not a good word and he, should, and he hasn't said it since. But, you know, it's like these kids are paying attention. You know, they are listening. And so saying everything... Uh- that they're absorbing whether you realize it or not because it's and logan's the same way like it'll come out at the most random times things he does and i'm like how do you like put that together like it's so it's just unbelievable yes blake woke up crying one time in the middle of the night and i started singing him the abcs and all of a sudden in like two in the morning he goes I know what no ABC song. And I'm like, that was a sentence. <laughs> oh my gosh. First of all, that's so <laughs> oh cute. God, that you know, and it's frustration sometimes oh. it really comes out. So it's like, yes, it's in there, you know, I just, oh, I just laugh sometimes the way it comes out. Right. Oh my gosh. It's so funny. Well, Jamie, I've had so much fun talking to you and I feel like we are, cause we live close too. Yes. So we need to connect for sure. Yes. Yes. We need to get these boys together when they're not, maybe yeah. again, when they're not doing a million therapies. Know, right. It's so hard. Cause it's like the schedule is, it's so crazy. Cause like yeah. you said, it's like, you want to have the social time, but it's like, we don't even have time for it. <laughs> I know it's crazy, but maybe like a Sunday you guys yes. can over and let the boys play and can come see your cute little girls and uh, little I, Parker man. I would love that for sure. Uh, well, you, you guys sound like you're doing amazing and I mean, just, yeah, keep on keeping on. <laughs> thank you. Well, thank you for doing the podcast. Cause it's been really, really nice to listen to. And I'm really glad we connected. I feel like we were meant to connect so yes. the way that we, you know, we're brought together. Cause I feel like, yeah, we have so much in common and, I love to hear the good stories about Logan because I don't get to see him on the homeroom app anymore. So I, miss, <laughs> I miss all Blake's little buddies. So I used to get no. to see the pictures and videos every day. So I'm so glad to hear he's doing well and you know that you guys are doing well and you've got the two little girls and all, all good things. And yes, you know, these boys were, were, are where they were meant to be. You know, they, they've got mamas and dads who are going to fight for them and, always put them first and siblings who are always going to watch out for them. And, you know, they're, they're lucky little boys every day. Yes. (laughs) All right, Jamie, take care. Okay. Thanks so much. Talk to you later. Bye. Bye.
Okay. Well, I hope you enjoyed listening to my conversation with Jamie. I absolutely loved chatting with her. And like I said, we're like friends now. We've been, (laughs) we've been talking a lot and she, she's just awesome. Um, that, that positive vibe to me is just everything. I feel like if you can just, you know, look at the glass half full, you are winning at life basically. (laughs) Um, and she definitely does that. So again, I just want to say thank you so much for, for coming back to listen. Um, this episode is coming out on Wednesday and the autism hero project event is going to be the next day on Thursday. So if you are, you know, in the Chicagoland area and you would like to come, it's still open. Get a ticket. I will be there. Jamie will be there. Uh, Tamika, obviously, who is the president of Autism Hero Project, will be there. Ava, who was another guest of mine, is the keynote speaker. So lots of uh, adventures in autism ladies <laughs> will be there. Um, so if, yes, anyone who is is interested in going, go ahead and go to the autism hero project on Facebook and you can get tickets there. Uh, and let me know if you're, if you're coming, cause I would love to meet you. Um, and that's really it. Again, if you are interested in connecting with me, you can find us on Facebook at adventures in autism podcast, uh, on Instagram at adventures in autism pod, or at the email for the show, Adventures in Autism 2018 at yahoo.com. I have like a ton of awesome episodes just waiting in the bank. So lots of good, good episodes coming out in the, the near future. But I would love to connect with you. We are open for business. So <laughs> hit me up if you would like to to come on the podcast. Uh, but again, thank you so much for listening. If you are liking the podcast, please share it, tell a friend about it, write a review, rate it, all that good stuff. And I hope you guys are just enjoying this journey because I know I am too. So until next time, take care.